Hello and welcome to the That's My Sister show. I am Tierra Whitlock and that's my sister Lenora. Hey. Hello. So this week, guys, we have hot off the press interesting story that made me think and ask some questions. So there is this church in Texas. Gotta love Texas. That... um produced their own rendition of the Hamilton play and they switched up some scenes and lyrics to songs to uh, quote unquote Christianize it Um, and they streamed the production of their play and then after the play the pastor got up and he did an altar call and in the altar call he was talking to people and he was just saying like you know um, God is there for you with whatever you're struggling with. I'm paraphrasing, but he was saying like, you know, if you're struggling with um, alcoholism, if you're struggling in your marriage, if you're struggling with homosexuality, you know, God is there to help you. And so the world right now is zoning in on the fact that he put homosexuality in that phrase where he was saying, you know, that, uh, you know, God is there if you're struggling with homosexuality. And um, they're also uh, coming because <laughs> coming against the church because they Christianized the Hamilton show, which is a beloved, popular show. And so it's coming out as all of this has uh, come to uh, the attention of everyone that apparently the church did not have legal rights to even do the play. The person who was initially um, leading the play for the church said that they had permission, but then the Hamilton production itself, the official Hamilton production, came out and said that they never gave them permission. All that to say, I was just thinking about the fact that when this church, you know, sat down, it was like, oh, let's do a play. The fact that they went to Hamilton as their choice which is Hamilton is not a Christian play. Hamilton has, it doesn't really talk about religion at all. It's more about politics and the birth of America. And I was just started thinking about how often in the church, we look to the world and pull things from the world to utilize within our services, within our uh, conferences, in our praise and worship. Sometimes we remix songs to sing and we people were talking about loving on their girl and we remixed them to talk about loving on Jesus. And so it just made me think about where should we draw the line as believers from taking from the world or should we even be doing that at all? So I just said a lot in there, Lenore. So jump in where you, you feel you need to jump in. What do you think about this whole subject matter? I think it's very, very interesting. I feel it's very interesting in several ways. Um, They could be offensive, but it was a miracle. Uh It was what he did. But you know what I mean? In some ways, we have this thin line between celebrity worship and and lifestyle and entertainment and God. Mm -hmm. Right? And that gets misconstrued so many times and it it's jarring right like I don't know if you guys have ever been in worship sometimes and then all of a sudden they they flip the song 
or the pianist is playing a song and you're like literally that's yeah a rap song oh i hate it when they used to remix those r kelly songs and it'd be like why are we singing r kelly in church this is not (laughs) but it's just like all right i'm trying to worship and like i know what you're playing the reverend the reverend might not know what you're playing and actually there's a um there's a, a parody that a guy has done um, on Instagram where he starts playing all these songs. He's like, when your crush walks into mm-hmm. church, I've seen then that he one. plays all these different tunes. But like, you don't realize how that affects ministry and, and things like that. But as teenagers, we love that stuff, right? Like We didn't know any better. We enjoy those moments. We're like, hey, that's the song, you know, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. So um, I just, I feel like sometimes we dilute ministry and we dilute the power of God. And then sometimes, you know, we're out here looking for God's power and wondering why it's not present. And it's because we dilute the word and we dilute the worship. Um, Taking back what the devil has in which is used a lot. um, But I feel like it's not necessarily always okay. Right. So like, I believe in stuff like um, positivity. So I can't think of any in the eighties like secular music that um, that turned into church. But you're right; like we did, people all of a sudden they're singing "I Believe I Could Fly" mm. in church, like back in the day in the nineties. Um, but currently, we have things where we see, you know, Nicki Minaj and Tasha Cobb, and we see. Um, we see little, it's a little baby, little baby and, um, and Kirk, um, we win, you know, like those. Well, I feel like those songs are like, they're meant to be those, like those quote unquote crossover songs where they are, it's pointedly supposed to be speaking to that gospel message. But like, I have an issue when it's a song that was clearly not meant to be gospel. And because it got popular, now the church is flipping it around and, you know, we hear renditions of it um, in the church and, and they flip the lyrics to now sing to Jesus when you know the original version was not meant for him at all. Right. So yeah, it's, that's it's where time I- time and place, time and place. There's right. times, time and place for things. That but should we be. be doing that? Should we do that at all? Like even not just the songs, but like even when pastors, they title their sermons off of the hottest, you know, news of the week or if a song is popular. Maybe they make it into the uh, title of their sermon. And so it's like, you know, where do you? I mean, everybody was draw the line. About, you can't break my soul. I mean, right? every pastor, literally. Right. Should we be taking notes from Beyonce about where we're going with our church services on Sunday morning? She's not the Holy Spirit. Like, why do we need to pull from her to get inspiration for service? Shouldn't we be looking to the Lord to do that? But I get it. We're in the, like you said, we're in a culture where what's hot quote unquote sells. And if a church is looking for eyeballs, if a church is looking to keep people hooked in and interested and excited about what's going on, if they just put up, you know, 
my soul loves Jesus, they or my soul's anchored in the Lord, they won't get as many views as a pastor saying, I'm preaching about, you know, you won't break my soul. So, no, you can't, you won't. But if you raise a man from the dead because the anointing was not diluted, everybody's showing up in church next week because word of mouth is going to bring yeah. the people. Mm-hmm. If I be lifted up on from the earth, I would draw oh, all the nations. So, All so right. Therefore, no, like for real, like no. the miracles and stuff that uh-huh. happen in Africa is because they don't play. They do mm-hmm. not play with God. Like they don't play. Um, and the the faith and the expectation and things that they do to press in like for God's power mm-hmm. is completely different here. And our culture is very much so. Like they would be like, it's blasphemy. Y'all talking Beyonce? Like they would really not, like that, that would not fly in the church in Africa. I'm sorry, mom. But, um, I just feel like that's that's the missing key. Like these pastors out here in the United States of America have come to a point where they feel like the church is no longer attracting people, right? And so they're doing these things that they feel like they need, these 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 entertainment style houses of the Lord with the with the HD backdrop screens with the mm-hmm. you know the lighting and all of this stuff that helps to of course give God glory and but it also brings the oohs and ahs from the people right like ooh, right. this church has money or this church has this and it's really like okay of course technology has gone up and like we can't leave things the same but with all of this stuff in here when was the last time somebody's deaf ears were open When's the yeah. last time somebody got up out of a wheelchair? Like, when was the last time, like, legitimately demons left people? And mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to think of this girl's name, Kathy. This is this is lady. This this um, lady named Kathy. I cannot think of her last name, but she be on the street, and she just be she's literally on the street. People come and gather, and they pray, mm-hmm. and demons like get cast out of people on the regular like she this is what she does but it's just the power of god but it's drawn so many people to christ because like i've seen testimonies of people literally crying like no i had demons for real and this lady cast them at like i renounced whatever the witchcraft was in my life Mm -hmm. i dedicated my life to the lord and now they stopped talking to me and i feel so much better you know what i mean like i've literally seen people's heads twist around in their body like in a weird demonic way from this lady, like, and she be casting out demons. Why is that not happening in every church in America? Like, the spiritual realm, you know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. And I feel like they want so badly to have these mass amounts of people in their seats more than they want to see God's power and the deliverance mm. that that is attached to a realness in God it's sad um and i mean i could go on but yeah i think there's there's truth to what you were saying and then i also even looking at jesus's uh, he's always my first example when i go to the word but like when you look at jesus's ministry he did speak to what the people of his day were dealing with so he was talking about sheep and shepherding and farming and 
you know, uh, things that the people could relate to. So in our culture and time, a lot of stuff that we can relate to, sadly, has to do with that, you know, popularity culture and who's the, you know, biggest celebrity of the time, what they're doing. Like, sadly, our world follows after so many people and so many influencers and so many trends and things that um, are popular. So it's like if a minister was looking to meet people where they are, you would probably have to somewhat dip yourself in that pool to kind of meet them where they are. Um, so I I, I kind of see the... I still feel like it's a line. There has to be yeah, there there does have to have to be a line, and that's what I'm trying to like figure out. Like, where do you draw it? Like, maybe we're not doing full renditions of Hamilton as our you know evangelistic tool, but like, I don't know. Do you throw that line in in a, in a, as you're preaching? Maybe it's not a bad thing that all these pastors were talking about. You won't break my soul because they knew that that was the biggest. You know talk of the day that was the biggest news pretty much everybody in that uh congregation had at least heard the song one time or knew the song had dropped and knew something about it so it's like how can you not talk about that um but yeah I just my thing is like us being like you said being spirit-led and following after what the spirit of God is saying rather than you know following what's trending because I believe you know our God knows what's going on in the world he knows what's happening he knows you know what's trending but he also knows what will hit to the heart of those people that will be in wherever it is that we are ministering or where we're talking or where we're living and so maybe it's a combination of both I don't know like Jesus wasn't oblivious to what was going on he knew about caesar he knew about you know the romans he knew about the politics of the day with the pharisees and the sadducees he knew all of those things so it wasn't like he was walking around with his you know head in the clouds but he also wasn't necessarily um trying to garner popular opinion because a lot of the things that he was he said they straight up called him a blasphemer and were appalled and wanted to kill him because of you know the things that he was preaching which went against the culture of his time so yeah i think there is a sort of uh balance and then like you said jesus had signs miracles and following miracles signs wonders and miracles following him wherever he went so it wasn't like he was just you know out there preaching on a hill he was actually changing people's lives and turning the world upside down so there's that (laughs) so it's just interesting I just I don't know if it's something that we should be concerned about or if it's just something that's like oh this is like how we do things now I mean, it definitely is what we have to deal with now, but is it right? Is the question. Right. Well, thank you for listening. How do you feel, listener, about what (laughs) Lenora and I were talking about? Do you feel like the church takes too much from the world or do you think we're not doing, doing more, that we should do more to like go out and reach people where they are?
Do you agree or disagree? What are your thoughts? Be sure to share them with us. And if you like this episode, make sure you like it. Share it with someone that you know so that they can find out about us and enjoy the episode as well. And we will yeah, see you same time next week with another, another episode of That's My Sister Show. Thanks for stopping by. Bye, guys.